Hello, listeners. Hello. Welcome to In Reality. I am one of your proud hosts, uh, Omar Torres. Hello there, and I am your other equally as proud host, uh, Dominic Maldonado. Some would, uh, some would even call me a co-host. Some would call me a uh, sidekick companion. Uh, I've even been referred to as a side bitch at point in time. No, I was joking. I don't know who would, who would say those things to you. I'd... Tyra Banks. <laughs> I wouldn't, those people are probably not your friends. <laughs> so just say no to those types of friends. Kids. I was Oprah's side bitch for a point in my life. It was quite a prosperous moment. I'd like to see you be half as proud, Omar. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't care. I'd be making so much money. I'd just be new cars every week. And yeah. Speaking of new cars every week, if you had a train all to yourself, like a choo-choo locomotive train, what would you do with it? I'd become a rap legend Locomotion <laughs> and go on tour uh, in a fucking train, <laughs> a mobile concert. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'd be like, yo, check me out. I'm Locomotion because the motion that I have makes people crazy. Uh, you see what I did there? Threw some Spanish in. Oh. Locomotion. Oh, it's local homes. Uh, so, hey, orale. <laughs> you know what I do if I had a train? What's that? I don't know. Maybe I would build a train track that wraps around the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have like a mile long, maybe even longer, big, heavy fucking, you know, carts. And I would just power that motherfucking train for the all rest of eternity if I could. And have like a whole civilization live on my fucking train. What would you call that? What would you call that idea? Uh, I would call it really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. The movie that we're going to be talking about today. The, does that relate to your vision? Maybe. What's the name of this movie? A uh, little movie called Snowpiercer. Oh, you know what? I think I may have gotten this crazy-ass idea. Wildly <laughs> unstable. Off of the movie. Right off, yeah, straight out of the script here. And I don't know. Let's... Uh, Long story short, would would such an event work out if I were to put together said idea? Um, I I mean, movie it worked out all right. Yeah. I guess for was you seem pretty happy. A limited time or so, it uh, it does the damn trick, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, why, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell them what it's about? Yeah. So what once is upon Snowpiercer about Snowpiercer is about uh, once upon a time. Uh, not too far in the future, we go through a global ice age, and one seemingly uh, Noah's Ark kind of brilliant, but you know, publicly stupid seeming guy decides he's going to build a billion-dollar fucking train track that wraps around the globe, yes. and keeps this very very long train in motion perpetually um, in case the world has some large disaster and we cannot survive any one particular place, but. At least we can stay in motion to give ourselves, you know, necessary power if we need to, and uh, travel to around the world to a place that might be sustainable. Yeah. So, and seems like a good idea, sure. But there's limited space on this train. Fuck. Also, um, everybody who was not in the top one percent is gonna cram their ass together <laughs> in the back of this here train, yeah. and that's where we're gonna stay for the rest of this. 
uh, trip. Yeah. So, um, so the train is uh, is ruled by a gentleman, a uh, intelligent mind named uh, Ed Harris. Wilf- yeah. Ed oh, Harris. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Ed Harris playing Wilford. <laughs> I say Wilford playing Ed Harris. <laughs> 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 that is, motherfucker is stone cold. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, um, playing a similar similar role to the Truman Show, in a way. Wow. Um, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Talk about parallel realities. Yeah. Damn. So, uh, kind of playing a similar role in which he's the the ultimate being, kind of in control of of lives. And uh, influencing a whole lot of people. So we actually, as the audience, we follow Chris Evans um, playing a character named Curtis. And essentially, he is fed up. He's done with the system. And in a in Hunger Games fashion, <laughs> he wants to get all of his people and himself out of this situation that they find themselves in. So it's a classism debate uh, very much like how we have uh, how we have in middle class, upper class, uh, low class, homeless. Working class uh, yeah. is the word for that. Yeah, Working class. <laughs> working class is all yeah. the three bottom ones. Yeah. Anything <laughs> that's not in the fucking top is probably the working motherfucking class. Yeah. And basically I have... Uh, this character, Curtis, who is Chris Evans, also known as Captain America, trying to save the whole motherfucking train against uh, Ed Harris, who is Wilford. And we don't meet him yet. We don't. Right. Meet we him. don't know who the fuck it is, but only a stone cold motherfucker like Ed Harris would do some shit like this. Yeah. So, uh, or maybe John Malkovich. John I feel Mal- like John Malkovich <laughs> probably would have been a you know good alternate for this. He, he, he seems pretty good for yeah. the role. You know what? But hey, no, there's really no spoilers <laughs> there. If there's a there is a sequel, which <laughs> no spoilers there either. But maybe yeah. that's where John Malkovich will come. But um, I really liked that um, in the film. You know, we see this uh, rebellion come about, right? Mm-hmm. Because they start passing these secret notes, right? And it's like, man, what's what's that all about, right? And you, because it just kind of hits like, hey, uh, we need to find this thing because they're looking in their food for these little metal capsules that have notes in them that come yeah. from further up the train. Because, well, they have phones, but like they're not allowed to use them. Yeah. Uh, that communicate throughout the train. And you don't know what's happening two or three carts in front of you. Yeah. But they're getting these notes delivered to them that say these, you know, ideas or these decisions, you know. It's like move, attack, forward, rebel, right? And that's kind of what starts stirring the pot of like, all right, we need to do something. And because they've been trapped on this train for a very long fucking time, resources are limited. Yeah. And it's been like 17 years. And uh, they have this wild idea that these guards that are actually keeping this shit in check, there's like this trained military, (laughs) no pun intended, are... uh, they don't have any more bullets left. And that's like a big, big fucking turning point. What would you do, Omar? Can you think of any time in our reality where an episode of like, you know what? If they don't have any bullets, 
<laughs> I'd, <still>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, so, I'd go so fucking LeBron in the paint right now if they didn't have any bullets. Uh, well, uh, not personally. I haven't experienced... I've experienced a lot of, uh, you know, everyone has their uh, their moments of uh, fed up with the system. And you, we see that a lot. You know, you can definitely tell that that happens in terms of rioting and all the stuff. Especially recently, we've had all those... Um, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, all yeah. those... Also s- members of the working class. Situations <laughs> and, uh, yeah, all that crazy stuff that happens. Yeah. And, um, Start it with fucking Zimmerman, man. Damn. It's the, it's Snowpiercer starts with Zimmerman. It was like a... <laughs> That's the fucking prequel. George Bush does not care about that. <laughs> that is the prologue to the prequel. It's Kanye. Yeah, it's like... I feel like the Zimmerman thing was kind of like a second coming. Like, all of a sudden, this happens. But... Um, I want to take this more to a state like... It's... It's the working class, like the the people who aren't as privileged, who get this kind of lower end of the stick, mm-hmm. and uh, we look we see a lot of that with when people talk about the one percent and stuff like that. It's like all of these people are working and doing things so that the rich can benefit. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't really remember. Do do they in the back of the train do anything like? Beneficial for to serve the train. Serve um, the train? No, not that I'm aware of. They mm-hmm. don't really make that clear at all. But there is actually one, what one, several extremely important pieces mm-hmm. uh, that they do fulfill throughout the train's massive infrastructure. Right. They perhaps have the most important job. That's the only reason that they are there. Right. Because nobody else would want. Should I just go ahead and say it? Should I just yeah, drop yeah. it? All right. For those of you who do not want this shit spoiled. Remember, we don't listen to. Podcasts. Yeah, just yeah, just, <laughs> just mute this out. Wait till after. <laughs> right. So basically, uh, the working class is put there because nobody else's children are going to be used as machinery parts in this massive train that is slowly coming apart. And remember, there's no more resources. They're stuck with what they have. Mm-hmm. So the sick mind that can only be Ed Harris's character. Yeah. Has devised that. Young children are the best size for being put. They're the only size. They're being the put into size. the under the floorboards of the train to move some of its smaller parts. Yeah. Forever and ever. Yeah. So um So that's the only reason that they even have all these people. So why are they treating them like shit and just like feeding them? Ooh, we should talk about what the fuck they feed them. Yeah. Why are they doing this to them? Because they just every so often need small children. And they're damn sure not going to use the rest of the cars, kids, because they're all the fucking, like, rich upper class doing drugs on fucking New Year's. Just get, you know what I'm saying? Just makes you want to be trapped on the train with them. You know, right? They just make the shit look so motherfucking live. So, yeah, the uh, one thing that you you touched upon was that uh, the guys on the train, at first, they kind of, they need to eat. So what do they attempt to eat? But... Each Ooh. other, <laughs> um, they're hungry, so they gotta eat something. What are they gonna eat? So they attempt to eat each other, and I think they had some success. And they gotten to a point where they decided they didn't want to do that anymore. And um, then they start making roach ro- roach blocks. 
really disgusting. Protein. They call it protein bars, protein blocks. Protein blocks is what they called them. And and, and that basically, uh, yeah, is what they were eating. And uh, it got bad because we didn't know what it was for the longest. Yeah. We at all. And when you think about it, it's like how fucking sick is that to have that many roaches? You have to be breeding them. Yeah. Which means that somewhere they had a bunch of roaches and, you know, we just kept them in a constant breeding state and probably throwing all of their trash and excrement into this big breeding tank and breeding roaches and setting them all about the cabin Mm -hmm. in the back because we see roaches a lot, but it's alluded to that it's a dirty, filthy place. But we don't know why, you know, we always see them eating and we see roaches and you'll make the connection until uh, Curtis is up there. As they move from cart to cart, and it's, uh, yeah. do you feel like upper class does the same to us in some sort of way? Are they feeding us our own shit and roaches? It's a very good statement on that type of stuff because a lot of times, you know, I'll say that when I go out with somebody who's a bit higher class than I am, we usually go to very nice restaurants and eat prime steak and you know a lot of very uh, expensive well cooked um, uh, clean food and then when I'm at work uh, what do I have to do for lunch which I get 30 minutes for but go to a fast food restaurant or you know try and hopefully cook some some rice or something the night before and Attempt to still try and eat healthy and be healthy while while still trying to sustain myself. So I can definitely see parallels. I um, would not say that's quite as parallel as mm-hmm. eating a bunch of fucking roaches. <laughs> but I'll give it to it, you. It's I, an extreme. It's it, an extreme that they use. Okay. I mean, I've I've had cup noodles for very very long periods of time. I even uh, yeah tried my hand in some ramen noodles, <laughs> courtesy of Ramen Noodle Man. But I've even, you know, had me a bit of Kool-Aid in my day. But, yeah, you know, you do that shit as long as you need to. You fucking go to Subway and get the fight off footlongs. Like, you just, like, thinking of all these creative ways to, right, to stretch your dollar. But when it gets down to the point where you're eating blocks of roaches, and that's all you've eaten yeah. your whole life, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. But you got to remember that even on the train, they weren't middle class. They were, they were basically Yeah, the they were. they were the homeless, yeah. Yeah, the they kind of skipped that. So there is no middle class, sort of like they kind of parallel the homeless to the middle class, but there is no middle class in this train. Uh, you're either very wealthy and chilling, or yeah. I guess maybe the military. Maybe they were like the middle class. I'm get, I'm yeah. Or they I had, think they, they might have just been members of the. They kind of had like the middle barracks um, yeah. part of the train where they were yeah. very average. They're just like okay, you you are the they are the working class. I guess so. Yeah, because they are working to separate. Yeah, you're right. You know, I wonder because they don't really say it, but I wonder if they are not allowed to leave there. You know, yeah, their area. their carts either. You can only go as far south as yeah. stay in your post. The, the higher yep. up in the oh, in the department, shit. stay up because they did have the the very special unit guys, the guys who were very who were uh, under strict command. So um, I can see you know, that would have been interesting because we uh, we don't really get to know too much about their lives but that's mm-hmm. that's kind of curious if they were under the same pressure yeah and under the same thumb of yeah. you know 
One thing I want to talk about that you you touched on is that they were probably breeding roaches or something. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to create, and they did have a self-sustaining train. Yeah. So you see in the movie, you see them, um, they have like eggs every now and again. Mm-hmm. They have uh, their they have their whole like serve garden. sushi. Yeah. Yeah, they serve sushi at some parts. So uh, it's it's very like they know what time of year they're doing this, this, mm-hmm. and this. Everything's and they, very disciplined and structured, and yeah. I think that's part of how and why the train lasted as long as it did. Yeah, and right, they had to have some type of ecosystem or biodiversity mm-hmm. strategy if they were going to, you know, have to survive on a train. You have to have some vegetation. You, know, you have to have some type of uh, meat source of protein if you know yeah. you don't want to make it a vegetation colony. You you have to do all something. And the fact that they had it so cleverly engineered that we also need people, mm-hmm. uh, just in case this other shit comes up, we need tons of manual labor. Yeah. 